0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hey Baby, What's in Your Mouth? The podcast where we explore the history, mystery, and rich tapestry of our favorite foods. It is me, of course, your host, Philip Jeremick, comedian, writer, food enthusiast, and occasional alcoholic. Now, this is a very special episode because it's our first episode in which we are featuring something sweet instead of something savory, uh, and we've also got our first lady, she's quite a lady,
1: lady that was so that's funny. right,
0: <laughs> very old-timey, uh, now personally I don't have a very big sweet tooth, give me a charcuterie board, a mound of foie gras, or a cheese plate with some great cognac, and that is all that this, all the dessert that this pretentious homo needs, however, when I do want something sweet, that dessert is going to be ice cream, and that's what today's episode's all about. Our guest is absolutely lovely, we're going to talk to her in a little bit, but first, I'm going to get really into ice cream, you guys, because there is a lot to cover. Ice cream, in one form or another, is very, very old, older than the men I date. And look, I go for the daddies, you guys, listen, just because, oh, oh, okay, we'll talk about that. Uh, because, you know, I figure just because I'm a struggling comedian doesn't mean I shouldn't go out for fabulous dinners with businessmen who are willing to pay for them, okay? But I digress. Ice cream is truly ancient. If we were to take a dairy-powered time machine back in time, we would find examples of ice cream in ancient Greece, the Roman Empire, China's Qin Dynasty, as well as in Persia around 400 BC. Like I say, this shit is old. Because think about it. As long as there has been sugar, dairy, and ice, there has been some semblance of ice cream. So, what do we know about the earliest ice creams? In China's Qin Dynasty, around 200 BC, there are records of a mixture of frozen milk and rice, which was in a way a form of ice cream. In Persia, in 400 BC, rice noodles were cooked, then chilled, and then served with an iced mixture of sugar and rose water. This was a dessert favored by the royal classes, modern-day falude, that's how you say it,
1: right? Yeah,
0: you can see it. It's like a noodle pudding. Ooh, okay, yeah, and it's pretty much the exact same thing. Um, It can be eaten on its own or it can be eaten with ice cream. Now in ancient Greece, snow from the mountains was mixed with honey and fruit to make an ice dessert. In ancient Rome, Emperor Nero also combined snow from the mountains with fruit, creating a cold, refreshing dessert. But, they were not the only mountain people to get creative with snow and sweets. This one is not ancient, but I have to share it. In Dolly Parton's memoir, My Life and Other Unfinished Business. Oh my God.
1: I went to Dolly Parton with Rick.
0: Oh, we're gonna talk all about Dolly, Muriel? I can't wait. So in Dolly Parton's uh, memoir, My Life and Other Unfinished Business, she talks about how her daddy, would gather snow from the Great Smoky Mountains of East Tennessee, Dolly would mix it with cream and sugar to make something the Partons called snow cream. God bless them. God bless them. I'm going to make a Dolly Parton reference at least once every couple episodes, folks. So get used to it. But anyway, one of the very first ever recorded recipes for ice cream, as we know it today, was written in 1694 by Antonio Latini in his book Los Calco a la Moderna the modern steward, which is precisely what he was. In those days, a steward was not a gay flight attendant. It was basically a house manager, butler, assistant, maitre d, so I guess a gay flight <laughs> attendant, but but on land, just on land, right, Miriam? Uh, but in this book, his recipe was actually for sorbetti, a very close, uh, which is very close to the modern sorbet. It's a chilled dessert, of course, made with fruit, sometimes water, juices, sometimes liqueur instead of dairy. Now, another theory of how ice desserts got to Europe was that when Catherine de' Medici married into French aristocracy, she brought with her a team of Italian chefs that had a bunch of recipes for ice desserts. And then the British royals caught wind of that and they went crazy for it too. I mean, listen, those European monarchs are always sticking their fingers all up each other's business, if you know what I mean. Just a bunch of inbred cousins who I guess love ice cream. Now, one thing that is important to remember is that for a very long time, ice cream was considered a true luxury in both Europe and the United States. Now, this can be attributed to two very practical reasons. Number one, before advances in freezing technology, it's pretty much impossible to mass produce the stuff. And number two, making ice cream in the olden days was a pain in the ass here is how they did it. Yeah, Miriam's making a churning motion, and she's making it look easy. But what I'm about to read you is a real recipe from 1718, and this is how it goes. <clears throat> Take tin pots, fill them with any sort of cream you like, either plain or sweetened, or fruit in it. That's how it's written. Shut your pots very close. To six pots, you must allow 18 or 20 pounds of ice breaking the ice very small. There will be some great pieces which lay at the bottom and top. You must have a pail and lay some straw at the bottom. Then lay in your ice and put amongst it a pound of basalt. Set in your pots of cream. Anyway, it just goes on and on and on. I'd rather have a fucking root canal. I mean, (laughs) God, I don't even want it anymore. I would honestly rather have a root canal than do that. I've had two root canals. So that's saying something. And the recipe just keeps going. But the other interesting thing about this recipe is the sheer amount of ice that was needed. Because, see, 18 to 20 pounds, it's important to remember that ice itself back then was quite a luxury. Because procuring these large ice blocks was, first of all, labor-intensive and not untricky. It had to be cut out of frozen lakes in big blocks, carefully brought into cities. And of course, it being ice, it ain't going to last forever. So it was an expensive and an ephemeral product. And so it stands to reason that the only godforsaken souls having to follow this complicated recipe that I just read were the cooks of the upper classes because they were the only ones that could really afford the luxury of ice cream. But eventually in the mid-1800s a hand-cranked churn ice cream maker was invented, basically a bucket with a handle on the side that you would rotate And it made the process a little bit easier and also actually made ice cream smoother. Now, right around that time, there was one lady in England who loved ice cream so fucking much, God bless her, that she wrote entire cookbooks about it. Her name was Agnes Bertha Marshall. And may I say, she was a striking woman. Look her up. There's like, honestly, like one portrait of her if you try and look her up on Google Images. And she just looks like a fierce bitch that just doesn't take any
1: Oh, for anybody,
0: it's all that cranking. But these are the four cookbooks that she wrote. <clears throat> ice is Plain and Fancy, the Book of Ices, 1885. Mrs. A.B. Marshall's Book of Cookery, 1888. Mrs. A.B. Marshall's Larger Cookery Book of Extra Recipes, 1891. And Fancy Ices, 1894. She also had the first recipe for ice cream in a cone. So she had the recipes in her books for ice cream itself, but also for how to make the cone, which, and I quote, was to be made with almonds and baked in the oven. She called this ice cream in a cone a cornet with cream. And even today in the UK, if you buy a prepackaged ice cream cone, they call it a cornetto. Now the cone here in the USA was popularized in 1904 at the World's Fair in St. Louis. Now, she really is credited as being the first person that brought ice cream to the middle classes, and for that sexy Agnes, we salute you. Now, over in the United States, ice cream was also a luxury till about the 1800s, and even then, you ought to either sit yourself down at a proper ice cream parlor or buy ice cream from an ice cream man on a bicycle. You could only get ice cream in stores much later. But then, you guys, In the 1920s, the United States went through a very dark period. Miriam knows what I'm talking about. Prohibition. Now you might be thinking, Philip, you're great and we love you, but what the hell does not being able to drink alcohol have to do with ice cream? Much more than you think. You see, since people could no longer go and sit at a bar with friends over a couple of drinks, unless they wanted to go to a speakeasy, lots of fun, but illegal, they had to find another type of place to hang out and socialize. So just as Prohibition reared its ugly sober head, ice cream parlors and soda shops became a new place to hang out. And look, it's no vodka gimlet, but everyone does love ice cream, so these places did pretty well for for themselves. Now, it is important to note that ice cream sodas or ice cream floats had already been invented in 1874, to be exact. So people were already quite familiar with them by the time they regained popularity in the Prohibition era. They were, by the way, invented by a guy named Robert McKay, Robert McKay Green, I should say, in Philadelphia. It's kind of a funny story. What happened was, he was showing off a soda fountain at the Franklin Institute, which, if you're unfamiliar, is a very impressive science museum, and the man next to him was showing off a better, bigger, fancier soda machine. So Robert McKay Green figured, you can wow them with the machine, and I will wow them with flavor. So... He combined ice cream with seltzer water and a fruit syrup, and boom, the ice cream soda was born. Now, if you ask me, ice cream sodas, egg creams, floats, I don't care for them. Like you like Miriam likes egg creams. I mean, to me, it's just watered-down ice cream. Not for me. You know what, Miriam? There's no ice
1: well, cream in an egg cream. We'll no, talk egg but cream.
0: But it's, but it's, uh, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk. But another crazy thing um, about ice cream soda is that when it first came out, kids went so crazy for it that adults, this is true, kind of thought that there must be something sort of naughty associated with these ice cream sodas. You see, when carbonated beverages first came out, they were thought to contain restorative properties, and so some crazy folks started likening them to alcoholic beverages. And in more conservative areas, ice cream sodas were banned on Sundays. Naturally, ice cream parlors and soda shops had to think fast, and figure out how to make money on this very important weekend day. Hint, hint, Sunday. So, you see where I'm going with this. The ice cream Sunday was born from that. It was a soda-free ice cream dessert served on Sundays. They took out that Y, changed it to an E, and another beloved refreshing treat was born, which I think is pretty fucking cool. Anyway, in the 1920s and 1930s, refrigeration and freezing technology began to really improve And for the first time, ice cream was beginning to be mass-produced and was readily available at your grocer's freezer, a sentence we all know and love today. Now, as it became more popular and more available, Americans got such a huge boner for ice cream, and it really never went away. In fact, get ready, this is insane. It's probably my favorite statistic of this whole thing. In 1945, the U.S. Navy bought a refrigerated barge that was literally a floating ice cream parlor in the Pacific Ocean that went from ship to ship providing U.S. sailors with freshly churned ice cream. So this thing didn't just transport ice cream around the Pacific. The ice cream was actually made on board. The ship was able to make 10 gallons of ice cream every 7 minutes and store up to 2,000 pounds of it in 1945. God bless America. Now, I'm going to hastily bring us back to the present day kids because we still got to get real chatty with our celebrity guest. So, to give you a sense of how much everybody still loves ice cream, in 2015 the US produced over 900 million gallons of ice cream just in that one year and it shows no signs of slowing down. Now, before we move on, I do feel that Baskin Robbins needs to be mentioned because it is, in fact, the world's largest ice cream retailer, more than 7,300 shops located in almost 50 countries. They are also the first ever company to offer ice cream cakes. And it is believed that they pioneered the now common practice of sampling any flavor you want before purchasing. The reason for the 31 in their name, of course, is because they offered 31 flavors at the outset. And the reason they did that is because they wanted consumers to be able to buy a different flavor of every single day of the month. Very clever marketing indeed. And Baskin-Robbins stores in Malaysia, still to this day, on the 31st day of the month customers get 31% off of their orders. Now, I do want to talk about gelato versus ice cream and I want to talk about baked Alaskas. How could we not? But I think that would be way more fun to talk about with my guests. So ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by the queen of food media, which she thinks is an overstatement. I don't know. I don't think so.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: Miriam Guerin, and there's very little she doesn't do. Develops recipes, tests recipes, writes recipes, manages the kitchens at Food Network, my favorite network, works as a culinary producer. She has appeared on around 100 episodes of Throwdown with Bobby Flay, and she has taught cooking classes on my least favorite things on the planet, cruise ships. Whew. What was that like, teaching on a cruise ship?
1: I have to say, I'm, I'm betting. Did you do, Did you perform on a cruise ship? So you kind of know. No, they so just.
0: I haven't, but I because I've never wanted to. I mean, it just seems like a floating prison.
1: Well, this was a temporary partnership between the Food Network and a major um, cruise ship line, and it did get me five free days in Rome. All so right. So you cannot argue with that. Or I did not eat a lot of gelato or ice cream because I was so obsessed with pizza. Like I couldn't. I couldn't move on. In Rome? From the savory, even though I love ice cream. I just, all I wanted to eat was the pizza, but I went to Sicily years later, and I lived on Gelato, but we'll talk about that. But the cruise ship was interesting, because since you're doing a food show, um, you know, to each zone. but to me, the raison d'etre of being on a cruise ship, particularly one crossing the Atlantic, like, you don't stop at port, and there's no ports in the right. Atlantic. Like, you are sailing for six days. What do you do? You eat, you
0: eat. <laughs> a
1: tremendous amount of food,
0: and these places have like tons of restaurants. They, they like, how many do and you
1: remember? You know, the for the for the plebes for the proles, right. so just like these huge buffets of kind of, you know, it's good food, not great. And then there's some more upscale restaurants. What five or six? You know, different chefs, star celebrity chefs, man them or have mm-hmm. their names on them. Um, I I will say that um, they had a. Terrific French pastry chef on board, and I had the best almond croissants I've ever had in my life. And every morning, I hate morning. I would get up early, and I would be the first one at that little freaking welcome room. Uh-huh. And I would wolf down probably a dozen small almond croissants and coffee. Um, and this guy's name was Bruno, and I could generally not understand him, but I would go visit him every day, and we would chat. And he knew what you wanted. You were his regular. I, <laughs> I was a regular. Those they were fantastic. Um, it was fun. I have to say, everybody was nice. We taught a pasta class. Um, the the week we did was apparently the worst, highest waves they'd had in years. Oh, wow. And um, if this were TV, I would demonstrate. But literally, think of the cliches of like you're tilting and so uh-huh. you're running that way, and then you're tilting and you're running that way. And that's how we were teaching a pasta class. So there's boiling water on these little burners, oh, wow. and you're just like. I'm running oh, yeah. like this, and the water sloshing, and um, I don't know how much anyone learned, but <laughs> but we had a good time, and we ate a lot. That and Like fun. I said, for me, six days of perfect almond croissants. Like you don't hey. you don't lose on a trip like that. There's like nothing else that that is necessary. You have no
0: living expenses. Hey, all right, maybe you're that's trying
1: true. Trying to what did I have? I think I had to pay for my Wi-Fi or something, but
0: which was what? okay. I hardly broke the bank. Yeah, no,
1: we did. We we had a great time
0: fun so let's talk about ice cream
1: let's talk about ice cream i love ice cream
0: too. like i said it's i really don't have much of a sweet tooth but to me because and tell me if you agree or disagree with this i'm one of those people where i think desserts should be these like perfect dainty little things that served in like just the right amount like a palate cleanser like when people are go for things like chocolate upon chocolate and like triple fudge this and that i'm like that.
1: yeah i th- i think that's true when you think of it as dessert but i think a lot of people eat this stuff not at the end of a meal um, true so that's one thing and i also think and i'll and and let me let me just say it really struck me the story you told about um the ice cream soda was so popular that people were concerned about it because like leave it to americans right to like suck all the pleasure out of it like oh everybody's enjoying it then it must be bad exactly
0: it's like, really <laughs> <It's>
1: like, <we're... laughs> couldn't we just like yeah. it yeah. there's just some right? bubbles in this not be dangerous it's come on. What, what's wrong with pleasure <laughs> um so it's funny that that coexists with this american kind of excess in desserts and yeah. i think you're right and i think we're we're maybe we've always been and maybe now that things are very visual it's like everything is like it's big, and it's too much, and it's super rich, and there's dripping stuff. I did a shoot once where, like, every dessert, they're like, we want to see, like, chocolate oozing out. I'm like, well, you know, there's some things that just aren't like that.
0: Some things just don't, don't want to ooze, you know? don't want to
1: ooze, even when you are working really hard. Um, so I agree. For me, dessert is... Um, like a nice little finish to a meal, and just sweets in general, I much, one of the reasons I think I like ice cream is because the sugar to me is incidental, Mm -hmm. like I like dairy, if you've got an egg custard and you've got milk and you've got cream and you've got either fruit or a little, I don't even like chocolate ice cream, I love vanilla ice cream, that's dessert, like I like a pound cake over a truffle, Right. I want want butter and starch and that kind of stuff, so... To me there's almost no custard including ice cream that i would not consume
0: fair enough
1: but i actually remember when i went to culinary school mm-hmm. um i had eaten ice cream my whole life obviously and, and shout out to baskin robbins which i grew up on and i won't tell you my age but i remember when an ice cream cone was 27 she's
0: 27
1: yeah i think where was where was an ice cream cone 18 cents a few years ago um no, I I um, just lost my train of thought.
0: Baskin Robbins.
1: Baskin Robbins. Um, I gr- I grew up with that, mm-hmm. and um, I was going to say something else about loving custard and ice cream, but I'll come back to okay. it. Okay. But I did I did grow up with Baskin Robbins, and I still. I have to confess, I found a pint of mint chip Vaskin Robbins in the freezer at work last week, and I ate almost all of it. And good for you. I haven't had it in years, there and it's go. still really good mint chip ice cream. Do
0: you have? Because I'm very much I'm like a kid when it comes to these things. When it comes to really important decisions, I'm so indecisive. When it comes sure. to trivial things, I'm like I have a favorite of everything and just a hard and fast. So like <gasps> my favorite, I have a favorite ice cream. flavor. Okay. would you? I want you to go first. My favorite. Do you have ice like a like.
1: But part of this, again, may be like one of those childhood kind of things mm-hmm. that like technically maybe it wouldn't be my favorite now, but Baskin-Robbins coffee ice cream Ooh. is one of my favorite things in the world. And my, I, I used to go a lot with my mom, you know, the family would, we'd ride our bikes over to the uh-huh. Baskin-Robbins in a suburb outside Chicago, and she would get a coffee milkshake that's made with chocolate syrup. I think it's called a Broadway, it's a very New York thing, and she grew up uh-huh. here, and I love that. Um... So I'd have to say Baskin robbins Coffee and Jamalca almond fudge, mm-hmm. Haganda's vanilla.
0: Okay. And yeah.
1: then after that I was, as I said, I was in Sicily last summer and mm-hmm. some of the fruit gelatos were just blew me away. Amazing. Like intensely like melon and peach and berry and they were were so intense and so rich but not in a fatty way right they're, and they're
0: not fine. in a in a like like you know how in north america there's when things are like when, when fruit flavors are added to yes. things, they're, like, really fake. you Like, like, watermelon. Like, you know when watermelon-flavored things... Or
1: strawberry. Or strawberry. And it's like they're manufacturing it yeah. at, uh, like, a, an extra Exactly. Or
0: then sorry, there's even things that they're but, not even... Oh, let's, we don't even sorry. need to apologize sorry. to New Jersey. <laughs> sorry. Or even when they just make it up to the point that, like, blue raspberry. Like, that's not even that real. Kind of that's not a thing. It's <laughs>
1: thing. Exactly. So,
0: yeah, I know what you mean. I've had those, like, European, like, sorbets and gelatos, and you're just like... It, you can taste the fruit, and it's almost like intensified.
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's so good you pointed that out because I know that whenever we would, and and one nice thing is that maybe they got it from Bastion because we would taste everything when we went in, right. and they well, were pink. very generous Spoon, that way. Yeah. And I was like, okay, now we're not going to buy anything because we've been buying twenty spoons of ice cream. Um, I, I I think that is one of the first things you notice, Sarah, that the fruit fruit flavors are incredibly intense, but in no way unnatural. Right, and it's just. It's kind of stunning because that I, I, you know, there's a real science to it. Like, are they cooked? Because that would diminish the flavor, but, but it's also intensified and it's not but too watery. But it would release the sugar, yeah. Yeah, there's just like, you kind of wonder. But, right. but um, yeah, it was just really... And I'm glad, and now I'm it.
0: glad you brought that up because I think a lot of the difference in... How ice cream tastes depending on where you go in the world is probably like sure ingredients, but also the process, yeah, of of how it's made. Yeah, like even like the shittiest ice creams in Europe are always better.
1: Are they? Are they really? I, they're
0: not as um, they're kind of like smoother. Like when you even like let's say you get a tub of ice cream from the grocery store, they're kind of. You take it with a spoon, it just kind of it's even the ones that aren't gelato almost have like a gelato like uh-huh. texture. And here they're just like what a lot do you think that thicker. is? I don't know, maybe it's more milk than cream, because, yeah. well, that's like... That's, or the
1: air, the amount of air, because right? that's a huge thing with gelato. Because
0: the difference, and I feel like you probably know more about this than me, the main difference between gelato and ice cream is that gelato is more milk, less cream, right?
1: Well, and that's, and I think less egg yolk, and I yes. think that the, the... What's counterintuitive is, like, my brain, at least, associates richness and creaminess. With fat, right? And so I just assumed a long time ago that gelato must have like so many egg yolks and all that. But in fact, it's like the the air that's the issue and the churning. And I think that again, having like literally, we would have it twice a day. Um, last summer, that one of the things you begin to discern after a while is while it's rich and creamy, it does not coat your mouth in a fatty way. Mm -hmm. Like the good stuff, like. You yeah, know. there's no I'm doing a thing with my hands yeah. you can't see where it like disappears in your tongue and There um... isn't that
0: like like dairy like gunk at the yeah, back there's of no your gunk. throat. There's no yeah, gunk. There's no gunk. <laughs> That's
1: right. And I think the very first place that I, we stopped, we, I, with my husband and I had been like, you know, of course overselling, like I always do. It's gonna be like the best it's got ice cream it's gelato, the best you've ever had in your life. And we were just we stopped at some like no name place and it was mm-hmm. so disappointing and just so nice. Just like <laughs> He didn't want to say anything, and two hours later, he's like, "I really love it very good." I'm like, "I know, I know, but it's gonna get better." And then we just would search it out in every city, and it really was just, you know, some remarkable, remarkable product.
0: My favorite ice cream ever. Well, it's a gelato flavor, and you can get it here if you're lucky. Though it's harder. But I had it for the first time ever, also in Rome, and I like sat by a fountain, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is the best thing I've ever, I've ever had. had." It was zabaglione flavored. Oh, ice okay. Cream. Mm-hmm. so it's basically what that is um if you're listening you're like what's that uh it's like a boozy custard so it's made yeah. with marsala wine yeah and it's like it's like a boozy custard put into um you know gelato and it's so it's cold and like has like a little bit of a liqueur-y taste it right I was like, like
1: oh. Oh, it was so
0: great. Funny. And it's just a beautiful color.
1: Like an ice cream it's, cocktail. Ah, oh, right?
0: it's so good. And
1: and for those also listening like Sabayon or Zababyone, how you pronounce it. I feel
0: I think in Italian it's Z-A-B-A-G-L-I-O and it's Yeah. And then in French it's Sabayon. Right. And
1: what it is, it's like it's just egg yolk or whole egg. I can't remember. Everybody can write in. Are you really a chef? Might be both. And it's it's whipped over a double boiler with the mm-hmm. wine or the marsala in it and sugar. So it's just this cooked egg yolk confection. Right. So it's very light and delicious. And you just might eat it over berries. But uh, Yeah, you know, yeah. So often you have like it. Like exactly. You can have it on lily the... Exactly. And delicious.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's the best. But I, lately, I've gotten really into coffee-flavored things oh and coffee God. ice cream. It just and, works. It's like yeah, and it's ugh. funny because
1: I do not ever put sugar in my hot coffee. Me neither. I loathe that, and I have
0: I they know to return it. Yeah, me you know, too. I like I'm if like they mistakenly put yeah.
1: it in, I like walk three blocks back and say, I you know, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Have sugar. And I'm sugar, sugar. I'm the same or, way. It pays a lot, and that just makes me. Yeah, nervous. all about those
0: fake sugary ugh. things. Yeah, no, no. no. Um,
1: but I love coffee ice cream, and I love like coffee flan or coffee custards or yes. coffee panna cotta. So somehow it's. Cold. I'm okay with sweet, like like Vietnamese ice coffee. Right with the condensed milk. Oh, yeah, yeah, delicious. Love that. Yeah, love that. Oh, I know what I was going to tell you. Oh, about. okay, good. So the whole hand crank thing. One of my, um, I grew up in the suburbs outside of China, China, uh-huh. Chicago, and we had a neighbor who turned her own ice milk. Oh. And she would invite us over to help. Now I see why. Like, you know. Because she didn't to be want to. privilege, exactly. <laughs> right.
0: She's like, I'll just get these kids to do it for <laughs> free.
1: Kids across the street. She'd make a vanilla ice milk, and she was big, like a wooden barrel. I don't know if people have seen this. So inside the big barrel is another smaller container, and a, the space in between the moat is filled with the ice. Exactly. That yeah. And you're just. And she would use milk. Mm-hmm. And then she would grow strawberries in her yard and make like a strawberry ice milk. And that is a very different thing. I think like briars is an ice milk, right? I think there's no egg in it. Um, and it's different, but I, I love ice milk. You know, it's just if it's cold and it's sweet and it's dairy, not too sweet, and I can taste like the milkiness. That, Delicious. The humans are brilliant. Came I up. Came and, up and
0: anything we so before we sat down to do this, Miriam and I sent back and forth a few emails, and custard came up a lot. We were both like, "I love it, me I too." It like
1: it's just, like, and it, you know, it's
0: like the simplest things are always the best. Okay. You know, it's like eggs, sugar, milk, maybe a bit of vanilla yeah. extract. Oh, like.
1: oh my god, anything with vanilla, vanilla bean, vanilla. Yeah, and like cold the custard.
0: There's this diner. uh, in Toronto, uh, it's been there for like 60 years. And in high school, we would just like go there sometimes like after class. Three, right? <laughs> it was earlier this year. No, I'm kidding. It was a long time ago. Um, and it had been there for like 60 years. It was called Fran's Diner. It still exists. And um, they would have these. They would have this rice pudding for dessert. But on top of it was a massively thick layer of custard. Oh. And they would say, "Do you want it warm or cold?" And I was a like, cold, cold every time because it was like ice cream. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just like, and they were little, and I remember once I was like, Can I have another one? <laughs>
1: do you like, and I, you like, have people seen you, like how thin you
0: are? Well, there's like, oh yeah, we're taking a picture at the end, by the way. I haven't okay. told you oh, You look great. Shit. Don't okay. worry about it. Um,
1: <laughs> um, sorry.
0: Uh, no, oh, we can swear. In fact, I held back. I was like, Adam <laughs> oh, oh, seems please. like such a lovely lady. Oh. I'm not going to yeah, say I, fucking shit as much as I, I usually at do. Work. Oh, okay, believe. good.
1: Um, I love rice pudding. I do. You, I, you know what I ate today? Have you ever had Cozy Shack?
0: Uh, yes.
1: I would like yes, people yes, yes. to. People but you get it like in. the grocery
0: store. Yes. Yeah. And
1: yeah. I disapproved of that for a very long time because it was like kind of a downscale, like corner bodega thing. Mm-hmm. And then I don't even know where I had it the first time, or I'd read about it, and people were like, "Love it," and. It is amazing. It's weird. There's something almost gelatinous about it, mm-hmm. and the rice is like tiny little nubs. Right. I, it almost
0: tastes like like rice cauliflower or yeah, something instead it of like, rice,
1: like congee, like yeah, you know, what is that? Yeah. But it's
0: it's, it's really good. good. Look, we're all it's allowed really our guilty pleasures. Oh, that's
1: one. Okay. I'd make a
0: million. I mean, I go to McDonald's like oh, okay.
1: French fries. three
0: times a month, probably. My son,
1: year. there's a um, there's a McDonald's drive through uh-huh. the block and when he was in high school and smoking a lot of pot maybe my basement, uh-huh. like he would walk through the drive-thru because he didn't have a car. Right. And I kind of respect that. Yeah,
0: I tried to do that once. <laughs> I tried, I love the tangents were going on. Uh, I tried to walk through a McDonald's drive-thru with a friend of mine. This was like, we were in college. It was like three o'clock in the morning. We were on our way home from a party. And uh, the lady's like, she's like, <laughs> so, so the restaurant itself, like the main area was closed. The drive-thru's still open. We just knock on the window and she's like, I'm sorry, you need to be in a car. <laughs> you have a car? And we are like, Well, what difference does it make? We're already here. And she's like, No, no, you need a car. And my, I cannot
1: hand you a bag. I threw just and
0: through this, and so there. my friend Sabrina, God bless her, she was like, I'm not taking this without a fight. She's like, We're not going to lose. And so she calls her brother and she's like, Come pick us up in mom's car. Oh, and my she God. hangs up the phone and she turns to the lady and she's like, I'm going to have a car in 10 minutes. And I'm going to stand then, here <laughs> without
1: the car. I don't know. My, my son was very <laughs> mellow and I suspect he just was like just put in his order and the ladies down the block uh, working job did not care. But it again, like three in the morning, yeah. exactly. I'm the sure it's not the it first blows. time
0: it's happened, yeah.
1: No, I was very, very proud
0: um, of him very uh wait, what else was I gonna say about ice cream? Oh I wanted to talk about baked Alaska's because to me they're oh, like we the did, ultimate
1: baked Alaska for
0: the... now. Oh you did? We oh, did. because to me they're like the ultimate ice cream based dessert.
1: Okay, there we, we, so we part I,
0: I, Oh, okay. That's,
1: and I'll tell you why, yeah, because why. I do not like meringue.
0: Okay. It's, because
1: mer- to me... I
0: love meringue.
1: See, but that's funny, because we were talking before, like, about sugar and over the top. To me, meringue is, like, it's way too much sugar and not enough other stuff that I love. It's sugar, but for me, the texture,
0: and... like, makes up for the sugar. Oh, it's no, like a cloud. Do you like
1: macarole? M- macarole?
0: I actually don't. I hate them. But that's because, but, okay, but, okay, hear me out. The uh, meringue on a baked Alaska is not like the hard meringue. It's the kind that you can that's true, slice through. It's tasty. not. Right.
1: That helps.
0: But yeah, the really nice hard nice meringue. meringue, like the meringue cookies that are just like, like baked, frankly.
1: And it's just like eating sugar. Yeah, those. it's
0: like stale cotton candy almost.
1: The, oh, I wonder if that's how it started. Like what are you going to do with this? <laughs> oh, no. Let it, caught off. Turn it into like, Yeah, we're going to make it on purpose.
0: But the soft meringue on a baked Alaska, I don't mind it. Okay.
1: I can kind of see, I'm like not a lemon meringue pie person either mm-hmm. because I don't like meringue, but um, I think Baked Alaska is stunning. Um,
0: and I've actually never made one. It's one of those things I keep meaning to do because I, but it's it's a lot easier than it seems. Well, I right? think,
1: you know, basically you have to have a, you, you pack your ice cream into, you know, a mold and then unmold right. it. And then you just, have you made meringue before? Yes. So you want like a stable one, like like a, you know how you can do them that are just heated. You mm-hmm. you just dissolve. the well, egg There's like with Swiss sugar. and Italian, right, and... right? So yeah. You want a sugar syrup. Yeah. Like you want to stabilize those egg whites. Okay. Lights. And then yeah, you just you know frost it, and if you're, it's not that hard to make those really nice peaks peas yeah. that then are going to catch the heat in the oven and get mm-hmm. your.
0: And the trick on. is really high heat in the oven for not that long. That's right, and some people just do it with a torch. with a blowtorch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, look! I'm all about cheating. No one needs yeah. to know. Yeah, I don't know if that's a cheat so much as an alternative. We'll an alternative, alternative. sure. Of and, and I will
1: say, <laughs> just going back to the coffee ice cream. I think my favorite Bake Alaska. I don't even remember where I had it. was like a coffee ice cream, and then Ooh, okay. the meringue, and then like a chocolate syrup or something. So you got.
0: So how did it go on the throwdown when you did the Bake I Alaska? I
1: believe that we lost. Did okay. It was a long time ago. You can watch it on Netflix. Um. I don't get residuals. I just want to, not that I'm bitter. (laughs) A hundred shows. I showed up for all of them.
0: Next time. She's going to renegotiate Uh, her contract. I need my manager.
1: (laughs) I need need a manager. Um, We lost. I don't even remember what we made and what he made. The guy who won, his name is, the restaurant was Restaurant Saul in Brooklyn. Okay. On Vanderbilt. And ours was incredibly delicious, and I don't know why we lost Hmm. wrongly, obviously. I know. But, um, yeah, I would have to look up what... You guys can look it up online. The recipes from Bobby Flay is probably online.
0: How do you feel about... Okay. Here, okay, well, no, I know what you're going to say. I don't even know why Uh, I'm asking, but I'm going to... Try me, It's a... As soon as I, like, thought of it, I was like, this is a stupid question. Ice cream
1: sandwiches? No, if
0: you only had sorbet or ice cream for the rest of your life.
1: I, I, I... What I do you think mean, I'm
0: You were going to say ice cream because of the dairy. I know that's why I was like, yeah. this is a tough question. <laughs> again,
1: let's talk Sicily, shall we? I hate that when people are like, oh, no, let's I was traveling. My last exotic. We're to so I stayed over like 10 years for that trip. Um, and I'm never going to go anywhere else. Again, you know, it sounds like all uh, poofy, but the sorbet was also better than any sorbet I'd had. It also had the unctuousness and the intense, intense flavor. It was never icy. Mm -hmm. So maybe if I was in Sicily and you gave me that choice, it would be harder. But here, I I do. I love a custard. Okay, let me just put, let me just, let me just change the Uh
0: the offer. There are no rules on this show.
1: If I got to have other custards and then I can have sorbet, like what i okay. still allowed to have rice pudding and tapioca. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And That's still steak. on the table. Yeah. No, I think I'm still going to go to the ice yeah. cream. Yeah, come on. I am. It's
0: like my one dessert that I love. Like. Oh.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. God, what else? We got like four minutes left.
1: Oh, what else? Do you like saucer? Do you like I mix-
0: do. You know, like, you know what? Yeah, in the summertime, come on. You can't yeah. not go to an ice cream truck.
1: Chocolate
0: or vanilla? Oh, uh, you know, the half and half one. Oh, do you do
1: that? Then they like do. get all muddled. Not really. Uh, what, do you lick each side? Hey, hey I'm good
0: with my mouth. Are you what out? can I say?
1: <laughs> well, if you're implying that I'm not. I,
0: I am say, not implying that.
1: Uh, um, <laughs> no, I would be vanilla and no sprinkles because they just taste sweet to me. And like little bugs. I
0: do like, like the them. weird chocolate shell. I have, You know, they dip it in that Magic pot.
1: shell! Yeah, and yes! it's just,
0: it's, it's, come on.
1: I'll go with that. How about a nutty buddy?
0: What's that? <gasps> I or know a
1: drumstick. Oh, a
0: drumstick, yeah. yeah. Nutty buddies, I think okay. with a square top. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah, yeah. yeah. I, as a kid, I love loved those. the strawberry drumstick. It was like a strawberry shortcake oh, drumstick.
1: Love that. And it had little like bits peanuts. It on peanuts yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Oh, sure. so good. Yeah.
0: My dad, this was so funny. It's like such a Canadian thing, and I always thought it was so disgusting. And it was the only ice cream he ever liked. Maple walnut ice cream. It's
1: like a butter pecan thing.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a butter pecan thing. And it was just like, just tasted like overly sweet, like kind of burnt. Yeah, and, and I'm I was not like,
1: sure, other than the almonds and jamoca almond fudge, that I want nuts in my ice cream. Although I do love, they might what were they called? Like gold brick? Like when you have an ice cream sundae with salted peanuts on top, or like salted mm-hmm. caramel with nuts. That I will do. But I, I'm, I don't love shit mixed into my ice cream. I,
0: I, Same with me. When there's like too many things in uh, it.
1: I did pick out all the Heath Bars if I had Heath Bar Crunch at home and like Ben and Jerry's. Okay. I'll, but then they're not mixed in because I would you go them through out. the ice yeah. cream and pick them all.
0: Nuts, so I don't mind. There's, um, Talenti has a. Toasted almond ice cream it's excellent. The Their hazelnut one is really I cool. hate oh,
1: I love really. Hazelnuts. I do not. I like find them. that
0: fascinating. You're not the first person that said that. But
1: most chefy people love them. But
0: that, to me, they're like the they least pizza. offensive nut. Really? Yeah. Even
1: most they to, always taste rancid to me.
0: To me, peanuts are like like peanut butter. I don't know what the big deal is I when I people love are like
1: salted peanuts or like peanut No. No. I make a tart of work like a Snickers tart with mm-hmm. like a salted peanut caramel and a chocolate ganache. Delicious.
0: Oh no, hazelnuts, man.
1: Don't like them.
0: I love hazelnuts.
1: I always feel like, oh, they've been in the can too long. Somebody needs to replace them.
0: Oh no, I love
1: them. My mom hates them. I could be genetic. So,
0: you, do you hate Nutella? It's very hazelnut. You
1: know,
0: or does the chocolate just make up yeah, for it? Yeah, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> no, seriously, Sweet. in the past couple of years, like when if you make like a grilled cheese, except it's not cheese, Nutella, and banana, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. butter the bread. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is I delicious. That. Or have you ever had Bread's Bakery vodka? We're a little off the um, ice cream track.
0: That's okay. I haven't. I know you of that. You
1: must them. eat vodka, and they say it's Nutella, though I don't believe it. I think it's just chocolate, and it is...
0: Oh, I can spent. taste Nutella. I'll know okay. if they're lying.
1: Then you can call me. Okay. All right. That I'm would on. be really good with, like, toasted with a scoop of ice cream on it. Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I do sometimes? I'm going to bring it right back what to ice doing? cream. If <laughs> You don't want to know. Um, if I've got an ice cream that's like kind of boring or whatever, I will put Nutella and mix it in. I can see that. And then it kind of like also adds like a kind of a cool texture. Like yeah, the yeah, other yeah. day. It's I was, pulley. Yeah, exactly. It is pulley. It's like elastic yeah, yeah, exactly. when it hits exactly. the, cold. the cold. Yeah. Like. And party. so I was having, I had a pint of um, uh, Haagen-Dazs rum raisin because I'm an oh. 81-year-old woman on the inside.
1: You know, raisins... I, Raisins and ice cream, not right. But, but they're
0: like right. booze soaked. Come on, you, you don't even know they're
1: raisins anymore. Exactly. What? Are these?
0: And so I was That's like, yeah, possible. this is fine. I was like, this is fine, but it needs something more. And I had it in my like little ice cream bowl, and then I just put a bunch of Nutella and I mixed it in it, and it was like exactly what it needed.
1: It's like that candy bar they they recalled when I was a child because like people died from something. This is like you're gonna have to go way back. There was like this little round thing then it was like raisins and nuts and chocolate and Uh I called them when I was a child because people found terrible things in them but I never liked the raisin and the chocolate mix like raisin nuts yeah a lot of people don't love raisins but you don't like peanuts but I don't like peanuts
0: yeah Yeah. but you know what we both love ice cream
1: pretty much all ice cream all ice cream and I have I want you to taste the what did I get what did you get? Black lava caramel from the local mm-hmm.
0: in Brooklyn
1: that I have in my freezer, and I want
0: you to taste it. We're going to have it right now. We're going to have wine and ice cream. Jealous? I thought so. <laughs> uh, so that's all the time we have for this episode. Miriam, thank you so much.
1: You're very welcome. This was so thank much you. fun.
0: Uh, so thank you for listening to Hey Baby, What's in Your Mouth? The next episode, huge departure from ice cream. Um, it's going to be, actually, I shouldn't say this. I haven't written it yet, so, uh, I'm not going to say what it is in case I don't find enough interesting facts in my research, but just tune in. It's a surprise. Um, anyway, go have some ice cream, guys. Bye-bye.